online and have fun times When my friends, it never ends Share our news, it's what we do Long distance foolery, it's just us two favorite fools today is the fifth episode if you can believe it of long distance foolery and i'm so excited to have one of my friends who has probably seen me at my lowest of lows physically sanity wise and hygiene wise emma hunter Woo! yay hi keith oh my Thanks god hi 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 how are you hi um i'm hot i'm sweaty <laughs> it's the well, summer and i'm not even in dc <laughs> Oh, I know. <laughs> Wait, so you're not in D.C.? Tell tell the fools where you are. Oh, well, fools, I should be in D.C., but I'm not. I've escaped. Um, I'm at my family's home in Oak Park, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, nice. um, where it is like 96 degrees and 90-something percent humidity. And that's worse than D.C., which is unfair. Sounds like a dream. Well, I am in the thick of winter out here, so I'm living fresh and breezy and sunny. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. It's nice though. It's the juxtaposition. Oh, we have a video for all of you poor fools out there that don't. But it's I know. lovely I to really see people like a jean out, jacket. Like, Thank you. Yes. Like I just in Italy. <laughs> Stop it. What? Oh, um, lovely. I really do want to figure out a way to, to somehow record this video as well because maybe it'll go up on YouTube. I already snagged the YouTube channel for the same name Fantastic. just in case. <laughs> Always thinking ahead. A lovely type A planner like myself. I had the email, <laughs> the Instagram, and the YouTube from day one. Okay. <laughs> of course you did. In case this just pops no off. <laughs> um, good, I'm good. so excited you're on. I think we should probably tell everyone <laughs> why maybe you've seen me at some of these lows. Um, and I, it's because we did Peace Corps together. <laughs> Yay, Peace Corps! Um, yes, and where, highs, lows, all day, every day. Oh, gee, like literally every hour, every hour. Every yes. Where exactly did we do Peace Corps? <laughs> I know it has been a while. Um, we were in Burkina Faso, which is the heart of West Africa, the best place. Um, and actually, Keith, I, I was uh, realizing like two weeks ago that we were just starting out ten years ago. Oh my at, god! In Peace Corps. Is that insane? That's insane. I feel so old. If my body wasn't already giving me constant reminders of how old I am, that just made me feel ancient. I know, I know. I was like, 10, that can't be right. I'm counting wrong. How old am I? Where am I? I don't know. I know. It, it feels so long, but like, and this could just be COVID brain speaking, mm -hmm. but I would jump right back in right now. I know. Oh my God. It's so sweet that to, hear, to hear you say the same because I completely agree with you. It was such a wild trip. Ugh. And, and so, uh, because Joe and I have now spent, what is it, 102 days together in this house. Um, oh my, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. We're still married. Um, it's remarkable. <laughs> still married, uh, still talking to one another. Um, mm -hmm. We have been talking about, you know, what's going to happen after South Africa, which we still have like at least one to three years left here. But um, yes. we are really fantasizing about taking a three to four month sabbatical in Japan. And I have to be <gasps> honest, I think the main reason is like, I want to go back to intermediate low Japanese and like have to figure out how to order a coffee at a shop. <laughs> nice. Yes. I know there is something so thrilling about that, like being able to capture, you know, an, an everyday interaction and just perfect yeah. local language, so mm -hmm. to speak, it's, you know, hearkening back to our Peace Corps days. Yeah. I think it's mostly like narcissism, <laughs> right? It's like, I, wanna, I want to, I want people, I, I'm chasing that feeling of when I could speak perfect Jula and have people be like, oh my God, I want that. Yes. But in, you know, a high income country. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that would be fine too. I know, Keith, you were the absolute, like the actual and absolute star of languages in Peace Corps, obviously, well, as you uh, proved to all of us by continuing on your language uh, <laughs> tour afterwards. Um, but yeah, your like your version of any Sogoma is stuck in my head in this really incredible way, um, which I don't know. I didn't even speak Jula. Does it mean good morning? Good it day? does. No Amazing. <laughs> okay. Something That's like that. That's that lawyer brain. Um, no details left behind. <laughs> 
That's right. It's all in there somewhere. Just got to like sift through the like cobweb filled <laughs> uh, file cabinets of my yeah. brain to get to it. Um, yeah, that would be amazing. I totally get that. I think there's something too about being not only like very good with language as you are, but something about chasing the like um, type A perfectionist sort mm-hmm. of like I can do this better than mm-hmm. most people and I can prove it to you. It's so <laughs> unnecessary, but it really I know. Why do is we do one that? of my motivators. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, I agree. I agree. But it is, I mean, yeah, there's a real sense of accomplishment, I think, in being able to, yeah, to have that interaction and not have someone look at you sort of sideways and like speak back in English or in French, Ugh, whatever the default is for the area. That yeah. is the fucking worst. And like, okay, <laughs> I, my French has gone to shit because I only speak in oh it maybe like twice a month now but even at my heyday in my heyday Mm -hmm. of French which wasn't I mean Mm -hmm. it was never fluent but um it would feel like someone literally stabbed me in the heart if I was speaking French and the French person switched to English and it's just like you know know what I know you understood every single thing I said okay maybe I dropped an article or perhaps the sex of that noun was incorrect but you know what what? my (laughs) French was perfect (laughs) come on (laughs) I know, right? I know. I know. It's such a slap in the face. And then I think about those poor kids that we subjected to our like awful, you know, (laughs) beginners, Moray or beginners, Jula, or honestly, like intermediate low French in the classroom on a regular basis. Oh, man. Lots of giggles behind the teacher's back in my experience. (laughs) But Emma, I feel like terrible because this is the first time we're catching up in so long so i just want to know like what what is life like in the dorchester because basically this is the counterfactual to me being in south africa because you live in the building that i used to live in how is it feeling correct (laughs) yes i did try to make you stay um it didn't work um we would have had a really nice pod um the dorch has been pretty sad actually i think we talk about this a lot sort of the um the experience of covid in like the heart of a city versus the experience when you're out in the suburbs or even if you're out sort of in like the leafier greener parts of dc you know (laughs) we've got a little space around you um but the dorch yeah with how many what a thousand people live there i don't know what do you think something like that yeah i'd say that um yeah uh I mean, you're just in your tiny little 800 square foot apartment and there's no more rooftop. There's no more gym. Like all the reasons you move yeah. to the place that you have selected, they're all, you know, all those things are gone. The and park across yeah, the street. Yeah, we've had some pretty. It's, yeah, exactly. Well, the, yeah, what's that Meridian like? Hill has been, Is that Meridian a Hill dish? Malcolm X has been. Yes, it was. It was actually kind of interesting. Like the first two months, I would say there were um, people were really taking it quite seriously. Like you didn't see a lot of folks sitting on the benches um, and people would just be on their like little daily constitutionals or taking their calls while they're walking. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I think when like maybe and middle of May, end of May, the folks were like, I've had enough. (laughs) I will now sit and drink my iced coffee on a bench and not worry about it. Um, And now it's just complete mayhem. Like, you know, little pods of like eight to 10 people, maybe four feet apart from the next pod. And Mm -hmm. everyone's got wine and everyone's got music. And it's just a total free for all. Everyone's yelling, Um, which basically renders that four feet useless. yes. Yes, absolutely. But it has been a real respite. I mean, there is that about living in a beautiful mm-hmm. city like D.C. that kind of provides the like, the, you know, the sense of community that I think young folks without children probably are looking for or yeah. older folks without, children. you know, people that don't have their own little nested community within their house. Mm-hmm. Um, even those, those people, people can't have friends outside of the house. <laughs> even Sorry, those what? people need a respite sometimes. That's right. Even from those their people. little pod. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Totally true. That's why I started this podcast. Um, <laughs> Yes, I know, I know. And I'm so glad you did. I love it. I've listened to every episode. Oh, all four of them. Did you like my dad's podcast? Yes. I loved it. Oh, I had so much <laughs> fun doing that. I actually met your dad. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, so sweet. I feel like I he has recognized your name before. So maybe you yeah. met him like in passing. Or I just talk it's about possible. you so much that he knows you. <laughs> oh, or you just talk about your dad so much that I'm like, yes, I've obviously met him. I know him so well. <laughs> yeah. It was really fun. I I, honestly, like I highly recommend to all of you that are listening, all which might now be 16 people. Okay, so when I, my first episode, hey. if you remember, on episode one with my boozes, Ashley, we were joking mm-hmm. that, like, I only ever expected to have five listeners. Um, but mm-hmm. my statistics on Anchor tells me that I've had over 100 listens and an estimated public of 17. <laughs> well done! A huge improvement, of course. It's Listen, only going to grow from here. Listen, steps away from fame, Okay. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> You're on your way. Your um, star is rising. It's <laughs> rising. It's becoming a giant red or what I forget from my science classes what those uh Oh a giant dwarf. Yes. No, a red dwarf. <laughs> red giant. Definitely. That's something. <laughs> That's, a blue dwarf? I don't know. Either we one of those could be my drag this. name. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But going back to the park for just a quick second, I wonder. I mean, you've lived there now for over a year, two years? Yeah, almost two years, yeah. Almost two years. Um, Mm -hmm. My friend Kellen used to live at 14th and Girard, um, Mm -hmm. and she has her dog, her lovely dog Schroeder, that she would walk in Meridian Hill Park all the time, and it would be very early, Mm -hmm. because like you, she was a a high-powered lawyer. She still is, but she's... um, she has a more reasonable lifestyle now with her new firm. Well done. I remember when Kellen made the switch. Good job, <laughs> <Yeah>. Kellen. <laughs> um, but, so she would be walking Schroeder at like, you know, 5, 5.30 in the morning. Uh, and she mm-hmm. would encounter so many, um, let's just say, first dates in the park. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I a wonder if that has started dates. again. Oh, oh, you're being very, um, you're being very nice about this. I'm talking about... Um, first, oh, first chance oh. meetings. Um, oh, friction. Um, <laughs> pleasure. Oh, I'm being quite a Pollyanna about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I have not witnessed any of that, but I am never awake at five in the morning, so I would miss all of those chance you know encounters. What? I'm glad you're not. It's it's a lonely hour. <laughs> As someone who used to get up that early all the time and walk to CrossFit, yeah. Um, it's it's lonely. Oh yeah. Oh, poor Kellen. No, it's just, I mean, getting back to my Pollyanna interpretation of that, um, lots of walking first dates. Like, yes. we will sit there and look at people and be like, what number are you on? Did you just meet? Is this your third? Yeah. Can't really tell. Because you can't do that at restaurants anymore, which was like a third of the fun of going to a restaurant. Oh, my God. I So, I mean, definitely I'm very happy to be married because I love yes. my husband, but also because mm-hmm. the idea of dating in the situation sounds so stressful. And so a couple of my friends... Uh, John Campbell, who was on the podcast, and Kellen and a few others have um, at some point during this been dating. And mm-hmm. it sounds it sounds very bizarre. It sounds very like we're at the step of the singularity. Like we're all just gonna plug into computers and date online. Like it it's it's very I weird. Know. And like uh, Kellen was talking to me the other day and um she was saying that it's just, it's hard to replicate that sort of fun, let's discover this new restaurant together, or let's go check out this cool art exhibit, because those things are just not available. So it's, how do you right. recreate that, like, adventure? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, and it's kind of amazing. I feel like the people that have met, that either met, like, right at the beginning of COVID, or perhaps, you know, a month or two in, and have made the decision to cohabitate during this time period. Oh, it's just, like, this pressure God. cooker, incredible, I don't know. No, incredible situation. I don't know how that's going to work. And it, so it's like you either have, on the one hand, an extreme of you're only speaking through, you know, like mitigated through like Zoom or mm-hmm. other social media stuff or whatever. And then on the other side, you're like living with this person that you maybe wouldn't have made that decision, you know, if we weren't in this world. It's crazy. I, I, I props to all the people exactly. who are trying it. Like I, I, <laughs> I pray for them every night because mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. when yes, when Joe yes. and I moved in together and we moved in together. After four months of dating, we are yeah, hardcore right. lesbians. Um, but uh, and and like we we love each other, obviously. But the types of small little stupid arguments that happen in normal life when you first move in, I can't imagine. I feel like these couples might be like, "Did you just fucking blink at me wrong? Like I will right, I exactly. will cut your throat." <laughs> I know. I have left this fork on the counter for six days and you haven't seen it. How is that possible? (laughs) I have said so much with this fork and you're just not listening. (laughs) I know. I know. know. Oh my God. Yeah. I know. And all of our minds are so scattered anyways. It's so hard to like, you know, to focus on building a new relationship during this time period. Mm. Oh my God. But we're all working on deepening our current ones too, so you know exactly. we're not totally left behind. We're, How's that we're going just on your just end? Just stressed, but oh, um, it's so great. Yeah, <laughs> it's been really, um, really wonderful. Um, I don't know, what do I say about this? For those listening, um, this wonderful gentleman's name is Sam. Yeah, his name is Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's we've like you know sort of been together for um, almost four years. It's 
this point, which is nice. We got engaged that. in March, so that's fun. Oh my god, I I a hundred percent forgot about that. Wait, you told me though, right? Like I'm not. Yes, okay. I did. 100% oh my god, I'm so sorry, yeah. I forgot. Congratulations again. Um, no worries, thank you. <laughs> it's one of the only time, like parts of this experience that I feel is sort of um along the normal timelines of like telling people that you've gotten engaged and then like having the reaction of like yeah congrats is the only thing we get because can't have a party no nope. can't have mm-hmm. like little get togethers you know which has been kind of sad um so the people that i do get to tell in person or have that fun reaction from i'm very grateful oh, so i'll tell yay. you again tomorrow if you want <laughs> <laughs> that's great is he, um, yeah, is he with you in chicago Yes. Yeah. We drove out here in a, um, a 2004 Honda Civic, which overheated outside of Toledo. So that oh was fun. Oh, my God. Did you get rid of your um, Subaru? Yeah. Sad. Oh. It was three. It had 300,000 miles on it. But we did give it to <laughs> a couple friend of ours. A couple friend? A couple friends? How yeah, does that sure. Work? That works. A couple friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm, of ours that um, they are filmmakers who were living in... Greenpoint, they have claimed that film is dead. Not only that, New York is dead. So mm. they are moving to Connecticut. And I was like, How is have this that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know these I, friends, and yeah. I, I don't presume no, to. No, that's okay. Uh, pass judgment. But if you think New York is dead, what the fuck are you going to find in Connecticut? Heaven? No. I know. I know. <laughs> I think an open barn that you can shoot all your films in. I think that's the answer. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm here for that. Yeah. I love it. Like yeah, a, a that we can reclaimed get. barn, mid-century modern. Give me a loft with some hay. I'm here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can make it work. You can figure it out. Um, but it is kind of interesting because as a, as a fellow, you know, New Yorker for a couple of years anyways, yeah. person yourself, I think like that city in particular, I just don't know how, how, when, if it will come back to what it was. Of course it oh, won't. God. It'll be some new iteration, but yeah. But also the, the, I feel like you have to have a set of balls on you to be over <laughs> New York. Like the, you will always have something to discover there. And so like that's presumptuous. Again, I don't know these people. I'm sure they're lovely. I apologize if you ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm mostly just I'm saying this to be controversial. <laughs> No, there is something about that, though. It's kind of like, how can you ever claim that that city is dead? It, it will never be dead. But no. as filmmakers, I imagine it's kind of hard to imagine getting in like a small little box with 40 yeah. other people, strangers yeah. that you don't know, that you do know, whatever, for mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours on end. I feel their pain. So anyways, now they've got the Subaru for tooling <laughs> around Connecticut. <laughs> So you talked about the Subaru, and that's funny because I actually wrote a note here to follow up with you about something, and in the video, I'm actually seeing a little (laughs) bit of a hint of an answer to what I'm about to ask, but the one or maybe one of the two times I was in that Subaru, you actually drove me to a very sketchy tattoo appointment. <laughs> yes, I did. I've thought about that fondly. Um, the video is not something to be uh, too concerned about. This is a temporary tattoo oh, of a darn. moon face. <laughs> but I wanted to talk to you about that, actually, because I, oh my God, Keith, it was such a nightmare. Um, <laughs> yes, we're talking about tattoos because I have been desperate to follow up with one of uh, one of Keith's many tattoo artists that he's had um, adorn his, <laughs> his gorgeous bod. Oh, um, uh, out of what's it called Fleur Noir in Williamsburg mm-hmm. yeah this is a real saga um, and also <laughs> relates to our current uh, our current state of affairs in February nope in January mm. I had set up an appointment with Jack at Fleur Noir mm-hmm. who did your Protea is yes. that what it's called mm-hmm. my Protea, Protea, Protea shoulder flower. cap yes beautiful oh so Jack lovely. Puvis on Instagram um, if anyone's interested in looking He's the absolute best. I love him. Um, So I had been working with him to set up an appointment for my birthday week, the first week of February, February 6th, greatest day. Um, And I had an appointment for my actual birthday. And then the Sunday before that, I came down with the flu, quote unquote, (laughs) unclear. Um, I have never been this sick in my entire life. You had COVID. I could not get... I swear to God, I had COVID. I couldn't get out of bed. I felt like I had an iron like press on my chest for two weeks afterwards. Oh my God, it was Emma. awful. I think it was probably COVID. And my doctor's results came back and it was like 
flu, like instead of saying dash A or dash B, it says like flu dash unclear. Flu dash question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, this is not acceptable. (laughs) But anyway, so I had this appointment, so I had to cancel it like the day before. Of course, freaking out about losing my deposit and also pissing off Jack because he was coming to D.C. It was going to be perfect. Oh, perfect. Um, Yeah. And then so then I was like, okay, well, we'll just do it in six weeks. So six weeks after that was like March 16th. Oh, my God. Um. COVID was just coming into the public sphere, the public eye, and or at least, you know, in a real in a in a um, work affecting life affecting way. Yeah. Um, and so then I had we had like gotten an Airbnb in New York. We had everything set up. And the day before, again, I had to call and or email and say, like, I can't come to New York right now. You guys are in a total meltdown mode. And so once again, had pushed off the appointment. And, you know, of course, now it's been months and months. And um, but they just emailed the other day to say that the studio is opening so we can start, you know, booking for the future. Well, so it'll still happen. As long as you rebuild that Honda Civic, you can drive yourself to New York City. <laughs> That's right. I know. Oh, it's in the shop right now. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, my God. Oh, well. But literally, yeah. yeah. like, thank God you came with me and John on that tattoo journey to, I know. I, it was like the middle of Arlington. Where was it? It was so weird. We got those amazing burritos. Oh, my God. The burritos. I have a note to be like, thank God for those burritos because we were in that <laughs> little like basement. Okay, listen, everyone who is listening right now. When you sign up for a tattoo experience, you you have expectations around like the setting, the cleanliness, the um, professionalism. Um, and this was mm-hmm. not my first tattoo. This was not my first rodeo. This was probably my no. sixth or seventh. And so, like, I, I have, was going to say, I think it was six. And yeah. I have gone to, I mean, not to shoot my own horn, but I have gone to prestigious places <laughs> like Bang Bang, New York City. Oh, cr- so um, we we drive out there and. I mean, I should have known that this this was how it was going to be because of the way that, like, I got this appointment, which was basically through a recommendation from a bartender at um, that amazing... Tiger Fork, wasn't it? Exactly, yes. (laughs) Who just, like, set me up with this tattoo appointment, and I I should have known. But we get out to the middle of Arlington, and it's... We're not at the place yet, but we decide we have to have food because we're about to both... John and I are about to both have, like, multi-hour tattoos done. Um, and so we get burritos and then we go to the place and on our way there, the person texts us and says, I have run out of, of, um, aquifer. I don't have like, uh, like a, I don't even know what the purpose of that is during a tattoo. Like I know what it I is know, for I know, I struggle after. to recall also. <laughs> I don't, if it's like you have to like use it to lubricate the needle or I don't know what it is. That sounds disgusting. But, um... <laughs> The fact that he ran out, exactly. The fact that he ran out of that and I, a client, had to go to CVS and pick him up some aquifer. I know. We were all so affronted. <laughs> I was like, how Excuse me? dare you? Um, yeah. And then we walk in and it's in this like really dimly lit. You had to walk down a set of stairs that looked like I could have been murdered. But then mm-hmm. we, and we walk in and there are current like two girls getting some like I'm sure very meaningful tattoo I didn't mm-hmm. care for it but um, <laughs> they, no. they were still there we just had to like sit in this person's literal apartment um, and then dirty we, very messy very messy and that was more a reflection of Jack's friend whose place he was staying at I think it might have been the bartender right. actually oh I think God. it might have been the bartender that suggested I get oh, this tattoo yeah. um, that's right but you know what? It ended up being a wonderful experience. We we hung out with the cats there. Um, I have yes, a, a lovely protea tattoo on my shoulder. John has a great thigh tattoo that he almost fainted from. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I just really and wanted a chest to... chest tattoo? Didn't he get another one? Oh my one? God, yes. He got salt. Like a yes. some um, symbol for salt. Is it water? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, yeah, not the word. Something. No, it I think it was, cool, it was kind of... Yes, John, if you're listening... Um, <laughs> First of all, get on this podcast. But second of all, uh, we love you. Um, I think it was like mm-hmm. um, an alchemical symbol for salt. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds exactly um, right. Also, another quick shout out to yeah. John. I see him around the door all the time, and also with his children, his adorable children. Who oh, one I of their love names them. I, I love. 
Um, and I feel like I freak him out because he's like, I can place you, but I can't quite place you. And like, why do you always have a big smile on your face? Ready to like accost me and say, hello. okay, well, I'm, I am going to fix the situation immediately after this podcast because you two, okay. John is a really good friend of me and Joe's. He's a gay man. He's lovely. Um, fabulous has two kids, his, um, ex-wife, the mother of the children lives right above him. It's like mm-hmm. one of the most progressive f- families I've ever seen. And I like both of his kids are the most precocious, intelligent individuals I've met, including myself. So oh. <laughs> it's really saying a lot. Uh, I'm, you know, you said it. I didn't. Um, but you should just walk up to him and say, I was your Cuba soulmate. Like the two of you, when you first oh. met, I think it was, maybe it mm-hmm. was at my birthday in our apartment in the Dorch, yeah. um, where we yep. played that yep. lovely cereal box game. And I, think I about it a lot. showed everybody up. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys, like it says if you have been friends in multiple past lives. So the fact that you mm-hmm. guys are not hanging out right now and he could be in your pod, uh, I have I to know. rectify the situation immediately. Uh, please do. Okay, great. Let's let's offline that. Let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to do a quick lightning round before we get into the other segments of hot takes and hot cakes. I wanted to do a lightning round about Peace Corps. Um, and I have <gasps> I have okay. my answers ready. So if you feel like you need a second, just like give me a hand signal and I'll I'll say mine. Um, okay. Okay. First question: Worst meal you ate? Oh my god, toe with sauce foy. The absolute worst, the stringiest, most disgusting. I oh. <laughs> okay, I am here for this because my worst meal is toe, but with sauce gumbo. And oh, I had this oh, like God, probably gumbo. for the first time during my homestay. Obviously, um, it was it was it was toe. It was the millet toe, so not even the good toe. The corn oh, like corn oh, toe is like, good. Okay, yeah, on the right. spectrum of toe, <laughs> corn toe's good. Tastes like a little bit of like it's like polenta. West African polenta, yeah. but millet yeah. toe is like, um, uh, like I don't even dried cardboard mixed with water <laughs> and like cooked over a flame for a long time. I had that and like Elmer's glue. Exactly, somehow. yeah. So I had that with sauce gumbo and like dried fish. Those weird like, oh god, the, the ones that are oh. bent sideways. Um, yes. You're like, what was this creature? And oh, and fish. for me, so you said stringy, and I was trying to think of the right words to describe this, but for 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 sauce gumbo, which is okra, for those that don't that have not done peace corps in Burkina Faso, sauce gumbo <laughs> yeah, is right, okra for none of our sauce. Specific lived experience. <laughs> um, and so the only word that I could think of was like gluey, which is I think a very oh, poor, yes. you know, no, I think that's translation of gluyon. But like, is there a better English word <laughs> for for that? Like, it's sticky, stringy. Um, it's snotty, Keith. Snotty. It, oh my God, that's the, <laughs> that's the word. A hundred percent. That's all snot. that is. We did. It was as if you picked up a spoonful of someone else's snot and then you were supposed to put it in your mouth. I actually forgot about sauce gumbo. That is worse than sauce foy. Okay, I wasn't (laughs) going to say it, but... (laughs) I mean, no, 100%. I think I blacked it out in my brain because I, you know, being my bougie Peace Corps assignment, (laughs) I didn't have to eat toe very often. No, you had those good brochettes. Oh, yes, we did. We had the brochettes. We had chicken all the time. It was fabulous. I had rice almost every day. Living on the high horse. <laughs> I mean, I now that you say that, if that's your definition of bougie, then I also had that life. Because I literally had rice with peanut sauce and a chicken breast for breakfast every day. <laughs> oh. This, man, I cannot remake peanut sauce. I have to say, it's really, I find I, it really impossible. Oh, my God. So I have, I'm, I'm 95% vegan now. And so I nice. have uh, like a vegan cookbook and there is a yeah. West African peanut stew recipe. And I was like, this is going to be bullshit. Like I lived in West Africa. Mm-hmm. Emma, mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. so good. I have got to send you the recipe. It will give you Please such do. memories, especially if you okay. add cabbage. The recipe does not call for cabbage, but like, you know, cabbage was you a staple. Cabbage. Absolutely. I honestly, I loved the cabbage in it. I thought it was oh my a God, great me little, too. you know, textural delight. I'm a huge cabbage um, fan. The vegan cookbook that you have is it it's um what have i made it from i made it from like moosewood kitchen i think they oh. have a sauce uh, sauce sheet there i am uh you know a peanut sauce <laughs> recipe um and it's like it just it was orange i was like this is wrong too many sweet potatoes i don't know but send me yours i'd love to try i it. will send it you will smell it and the memories will come flooding back 
Oh, I can't wait. I'm ready to cry into my saucer sheet. <laughs> Send me a video. I'll, I'll, I, will, I will emote with you. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, Good. next lightning question. Weirdest experience. Oof. Weirdest experience. I mean, um, it's kind of a, like a downer one, but I had mm. for the first like two or three months at site, I had like a, and I hesitate to use this word, but I can't really think of a better one. I had like a stalker basically. Oh my God, that's was, right. Yeah, it was it was freaky. I mean, it was just I was disturbed. I'll say I sound like my mom. But that's what I felt. Um, and it, I think that it was like a you know a high school kid, high school age kid who I think probably had some like mental faculty issue of some kind. Mm. Um, although you know undiagnosed and untreated and uncared for because of Burkina Faso's yeah. you know infrastructure not being quite what uh, it could be or should be. Um, but he, you know, he would like follow me around on his bike everywhere and like get up really close to me on the street, like as we were biking down the road and, you know, stare at me with like really, you know, wide open eyes. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it was really quite menacing. Um, but, you know, uh, the way that that resolved itself was sort of like once I established my routine of like the stores that I was going to or the places that I would like, you know, the place I would go for lunch or whatever, the um, store owners and people would, you know, like interject or intervene on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my God, on my behalf. <laughs> um, interject on my behalf is what I just said. So oh, it's like that. you just got back to Kudagu. <laughs> I know, truly, I'm like, what is the French word? I mean, English word for what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so they sort of like, um, yeah, they made me feel um, uh, safer and certainly sort of, well, I don't know, whatever this, whatever that guy needed to hear from them, uh, he heard. <laughs> and I didn't really have an issue after the first couple of months, which was good. Well, that's good. And that's a great lesson for any yeah. male podcast listeners right now. If you have a friend who needs a little bit of support, help them out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, for me, my weirdest experience was yes. much more lighthearted. Um, it was, oh, <laughs> it was, you know, one of those nights out in Bobo, Bobo Gialasu, mm-hmm. which is the second capital of Wagadu, um, of Burkina Faso, Wagadugu being the first capital, <laughs> like the actual capital. Um, and so I lived near first Bobo. Only, yes. yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? I've had a glass of wine. <laughs> it is 6.40 PM in Pretoria. Um, so it's the second capital. It was the closest sort of like big city to my village. And I would go there maybe once a month or so and go out with um, our mutual friends, Althea and Booker. And mm-hmm. uh, this was mm-hmm. a typical night out for the three of us. And we were mm-hmm. very um, bourré, uh, pompette, very drunk, <laughs> very tipsy. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. uh, as they would say in Jula, uh, Ibi Tango Tango Kera, which is like you're doing the tango. <laughs> nice. Oh my God. I love Jula so much prettier. It's, uh, it's, it's the best. Um, so, and so we're, we're in a cab trying to go out to some club just so that we can dance in a mirror, um, which we could have mm-hmm. done at the Peace Corps house, but we didn't. We wanted to be it in public in front of a mirror. Maybe that was just me. Absolutely. Um, the so, point is to be seen. <laughs> exactly. We're in, we're in a cab. <laughs> And we're we're on our way, and um, the three of us kind of think it, it smells just like a little bit weird in this cab. And like usually we're used to strong smells because, again, it's a very hot West African country, and you know, human bodies have odor. Um, but mm-hmm. this is a particularly um, fermented uh, special oh. smell. And oh. we, we somehow just like look into the back of the cab and there's no barrier between us and the trunk. And then we there's something just like in the trunk and mm. we take two seconds more to look at it and it's a fucking mm-hmm. dead cow. <laughs> it is a full dead cow curled up in the trunk. And I'm sorry, this is trunk. at like 11.30 p.m. Yes, or something? Like yes. this is... Oh, fantastic. So, okay, so at first we're drunk. Oh, at first God. we think maybe it's asleep. Maybe maybe it's just going <laughs> to its next field to graze. But Definitely. then we see the like blood spots on it oh, from when it was killed. No. And um, obviously we had to ask oh. the cab driver. We were just like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> why is there a dead cow in your cab? And why are we in it at the same time? And he was- Please explain. You know, he was just like, I- I had to get this cow to my brother's house. He's having a wedding tomorrow. And like, obviously he's got to kill the cow and make the huge feast. And so we were just like, oh, 
Okay, great. I mean, Perfectly at this reasonable. point, we were like a year and a half in, so this just felt kind of like another day for us. Yeah. But that was definitely yeah, my like, weirdest honestly, experience. Yeah, so long as the cow's head wasn't like on your lap at being transported, that's like not the not the worst thing that could have happened in that game. Right? <laughs> yeah. No. All right, last, last lightning question. Okay. Most fun day, and I don't even know if that's English. Most fun day? The it's funnest? Most fun? for me. Okay. The funnest. Most funnest. My most funnest day. Um, I, I, you know, Peace Corps is full of so many, so many fantastic odd days, which is days. really like, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, long, odd, but wonderful days. Um, and if I had, I mean, I can't like, you know, this is not to say that it was the most, sorry, Keith, sure. I'm changing no, your fine. question that's a little fine. bit, but, <laughs> but a superbly fun day that I recall with real fondness was, um, we were celebrating Andrew's birthday mm-hmm. and as we all know in Burkina, it was kind of hard to come up with like original ideas for how to celebrate birthdays. Mm. Cause you know, coming from our extraordinarily capitalist consumerist culture and then moving into Burkina where like the best thing you can buy is a Johnny Walker black or something (laughs) yeah Um, and not wanting to just repeat what we got for our birthdays last year exactly um um, I had planned this trip out to um out to uh over near Bamfora what was it called Sindhu Peaks oh yeah Mm -hmm. these like beautiful rock formations that were almost kind of if you're heading out of Burkina um uh what west yeah west mm-hmm. into mali mm-hmm. um it's just like gorgeous you know sort of national parky vibe they um, kind of look like when you would make uh sand castles when you would let sand pass through your hand like wet sand pass through your hand absolutely right yeah yeah, yeah. and right. what what time of erosion is that i have no idea going back to science <laughs> class from fifth grade no clue no idea um, maybe it was water i don't know <laughs> anyways it was just you know it's like a, a gorgeous national park and we had sprung for um like a a yurt is what's in my brain with an oh. ac unit and, oh my um, okay high roller. and it was very i know it was very fancy um so we had yeah we'd like stayed the night before and then went out to the peaks and emily irvine came to meet us and oh my do god a emily tour shout us. out to emily emily i don't know shout if you'll ever emily. hear this but we fucking love you Fucking love you, Emily Irvine. Also, Ohio pies. Anyone who needs a pie delivery in the Ohio, I think Cleveland. Is that uh, still Columbus happening? Area? Emily's pies. One hundred percent. Follow her on Instagram. <gasps> Ohio pies. I'm gonna yes. follow right now. Yes, please do. Also, I saw a picture of her and her mom, and of course, they are both the most adorable people on the face of the planet. Of Emily Irvine, we love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Be still my beating heart. <laughs> um, yeah. So Emily came out and like toured the peaks with us, and then we went to dinner, and it was just a fantastic day that sounds incredible i never actually made it to sindhu it peaks. was so nice really yeah no i so much closer than me Keith. i, That's I ridiculous. have been in a bush taxi past them before <laughs> oh, oh uh-huh. um happily we're not under the aegis of a peace corps bronze, brass anymore so oh we can God. say where so we, we can went. say that yeah no um <laughs> i i hiked some other mountain near um Tim came to visit, and so Tim, myself, yeah. Emily, and Josh, not Josh yes. Gwynn, the other Josh. Josh from my stage. Yes. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Josh, who like, went to Alaska after Peace Corps, I think? Anyways, uh, that Josh, you yeah. no more than I. Um, he I hosted us at his house, and then we went to some cute little uh, mountain hike near his house where we camped for the night, and nice. then hiked. It was amazing, yeah. But uh, that, the only that. time was when I drove past this in New Peaks was that, was that time. Fair. Fair. Um, yeah, there was, that was so great about Peace Corps culture, just being able to like expect to stay at not even your friend's house, house, but yeah. just like anyone who was in the network. Like, hey, I'll be here, so I'm coming two yeah. nights. <laughs> yeah, it's the bare minimum. We're both Americans. We're both Peace Corps volunteers, so you have to let me stay here. <laughs> exactly. And like, I'll bring my own stuff. I'm self-sufficient. You don't need to yeah. like host me or anything. No problem. No, it's like it's I've great. made dinner out of toothpicks and will, so I can, right. I'll just hang out here. Exactly. <laughs> A dazzling of a shimmering of a gumbo sauce on the side. Yeah. Last week's gumbo sauce. Um, (laughs) My most fun day. um, Yes. And uh, I just realizing that Booker is now part of two of my three stories here. Um, My most fun day was when Hooker and Booker, which now present day, that is like the most dynamic duo, that name duo, Hooker and Booker. Yes. Yes. Um, They came to stay with me. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, they should have a podcast. Um, yes. <laughs> they came to stay with me in Banzan, my little village that I loved so much. Um, mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. was it was part of like a long Peace Corps bender where 
a couple of us did like uh, a bike stay at Sam Rapay's site. We did a mm-hmm. bike stay at Althea, or I think it was Althea's. Um, then we went to my place. Then we went. Then we went to like Kristen Chantry's place, which was mm-hmm. hundreds of miles away, I believe. Um, very far. But uh, very far. <laughs> but they came to stay, and it, this particular day included not only. Um, dancing stoned to Beyonce and eating truffle marinara spaghetti. Thanks to Althea oh for bringing me back truffle oil from Italy. <laughs> oh, Althea, um, the bougiest of us all. A hundred percent. But also, mm-hmm. Booker literally pulled a knife on one of my Marche ladies and threatened her because we had oh my god been drinking uh, Beaufort beers for like thirty minutes. <sighs> Um, and then obviously causing a scene at one of the local dolo dens where the three of us just hung out there for like maybe three hours and had nice. maybe five dollars of alcohol, which equated to like an entire uh, like party of people drinking for three hours was five dollars. Yes. Yes. And everyone being very drunk at the end of that. Very drunk. That millet <laughs> and, beer. And like pretty full. <laughs> yeah. It was a meal oh, and a drink. God. <laughs> Right, you're like, I'm not sure which is the, like, is it 50%, 60% millet today? Unclear. (laughs) And the fact that all of us just drank this beverage where you would literally see things kind of, like, float to the surface and then settle (laughs) back down and then, like, they would, it was kind of like, you know, when planes leave messages messages in the clouds, like, you were trying to decipher the hieroglyphics of the millet that day of, like, am I going to shit my pants later? Maybe. Exactly. Is it worth right. it? A hundred percent. Ooh, it's a bubbly one. Yeah, right. A hundred percent worth it every single every time. time. Every Never time. Never a bad choice. No. Yeah. Again, my, my bougie uh, site, we often had chilled dolo where mm. they would put it in the fridge, which did help to settle the sediment, for mm. lack of a better term. <laughs> you know, if it's not body temp, I don't want to drink it. <laughs> I think actually that's right. <laughs> the chill the chill was unnecessary and in fact I may have feel like that matters. would <laughs> exacerbate the less uh, desirable qualities of Dolo. Like I feel like it would make mm-hmm. it taste worse. I don't know, but you would know you're the expert. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the warmth sort of helps to mask the the uh, difference the, the, in the variety of the drinks you're getting served out of the same container. You're like, oh, this is a little, yeah, spicier. A oh, little no, more just a bug. sour. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh my Dolo. God. Dolo, Dolo and Peace Corps. Oh, such good times. Yeah. Oh, Keith. Okay, thank you for that little break. Uh, you know, I have had a glass of wine, so I clearly had to go pee. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Have not grown out of that habit. <laughs> that all of you are not seeing is that Keith had... <laughs> no, no, no. It, Keith has poured in a uh, very large glass for himself, so it's kind of like having multi-glasses, so it's acceptable. <laughs> Listen, I live in South Africa <laughs> yes, where cheers, literally babe. a glass of wine <laughs> is a, a half a bottle of wine, and that's why I'm never leaving. <laughs> oh. Sounds fabulous. Um, Let's get into the next segment of this podcast, because I do have a structure, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Um, (laughs) We want to get into the hot takes and hot cakes. So, Emma Hunter, Mm -hmm. what is your hot take this week? Uh, Well, my hot take this week is a bit lighter, but um, I'm devastated because what you and I discussed last week has come to pass. Um, (gasps) The United States is a pariah and (laughs) no one can go anywhere. Nowhere. I'm really upset. I mean, the EU's announcement that um, only, I think it was 15 countries are going to be allowed through um, their border crossings and the U.S. is not on that list. I completely agree, but it's really devastating. (laughs) And it's funny because like, I travel internationally for work quite a bit and so to, okay, to not only have like I know <laughs> totally um, no please every time I'm I'm like asking a team if I can come with them they're like oh god are you going to ask more questions <laughs> yes I have a whole yes, agenda I'm trying to protect just everyone. my legal questions <laughs> yeah come on you're, I'm trying to make your life and my life easier um, but it's really funny like I, as a you know as an avid traveler like yourself um, it's 
part of the joy of my life is, you know, hobbying on like where we're going to go next, what country is on the radar, you know, dreaming about Japan, for example, Mm -hmm. high on my list, Mm -hmm. dreaming about Georgia, getting into that natty wine scene, Um, dreaming about South Africa, clearly. Yes. Um, And so for like for personal reasons, I find it really difficult. But also on the professional side, I'm kind of like, I don't know how this is going to work. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, another boss like promo of myself. But I argue, (laughs) well, I haven't actually argued yet, but I can argue at the WTO in Geneva. Oh my word. And I know I haven't yet, but I can't, I mean, like I go there, but I just sit there and I like wait patiently for the USTR (laughs) to do their thing. It's fine. fine. But I think about saying things, but like, you know, part of the like intergovernmental um, international world order is falling apart right now because you can't, we can't go there and they're private sessions and everything is very formalized. It's very diplomat level, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. That's my hot take is I'm upset and sad and like, but I agree. Yeah. (laughs) The U S should not be allowed out of our borders. I, I also totally agree. And I'm kind of like, um, I obviously like I'm abroad, so this doesn't affect me at all, but I am quite pleased. I, I just feel like this is the moment that America needs is to be Mm. knocked down a few pegs. Like, honestly, we have spent Mm -hmm. our entire, you know, independent history making fun of so many other countries um, Mm -hmm. in some ways lighthearted, but in a lot of ways, not like very sort of looking down upon other countries. And I I just feel like after four years with this terrible president, we're finally realizing Mm -hmm. how fucked up we are as a country. And like, we deserve to be a pariah. Like we absolutely are not the golden rule. We are not the leading example. Um, No, I never have been. (laughs) So what idiot countries were following our lead? I'm uh, sorry. I don't know. (laughs) We're terrible. (laughs) Exactly. We are terrible. And like, finally it's coming to light, but because it doesn't affect me at all, I can sort of relish in it. Whereas I feel like you're directly affected and you can't come visit people like myself or, or go have your first, your first moment at the W at the, not WTO. Um, yeah, yeah, WTO, yeah, the WTO yeah. in Geneva, which, by yeah. the way, I Joe and yes. I were supposed to be in Geneva for two weeks starting last <gasps> oh. Friday to house it for my um, one project director. But, oh you know, my God, can't leave the country because South Kids, Africa is blowing up. No. So. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. That is so devastating. It is, if and but, when that plan you know. comes back online. I am going to come hang out with you over there. Well, my project director has said whenever we house it, we can definitely invite a few friends to come (gasps) stay at the house with us. Okay. Like, sadly, Switzerland being the, like, very inward-facing country that it is, I hate to promote it because I think it's bullshit. They should share share their goods with everyone. But it is one of the most beautiful countries I've ever spent time in. It is just, like, astoundingly gorgeous. And it's so easy to get around. Mm -hmm. The trains are all better than the German, you know, on-time thing. They're, like, truly, if they're 30 seconds late, the population would, like, overthrow the government. (laughs) Yeah. Very similar to Japan, where there was a whole article about a a Shikansen train being 20 seconds late and they officially <gasps> apologized <laughs> oh my god can you imagine what kind of a relationship they have with their government how incredible oh, man. <laughs> i i i you know we had a conversation yesterday with one of joe's friends who is a japanese citizen but works mm-hmm. for cdc um because we were asking mm-hmm. her about advice for this three-month sabbatical that we may or may not take um, yeah. And she has a lot of other sides of the coin to consider in terms of it's not the best situation there either, which whatever. It's yeah. nowhere is perfect. Right. Um, right. Of course. <clears throat> OK. So for my hot take, I have like a yes. somewhat serious one and somewhat lighter one. Which do you think we should. Go oh, with? I see. So you're taking two takes this week. I'm only going to say one. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a choose your own adventure, Emma. It could be a more okay. slightly serious one or a funny one. Mm, let's um, let's go funny. I feel like we need. I need more lightness. Okay. This week. Perfect. Right. Okay. So, have you heard about this? Okay, we're old, so maybe we obviously don't know who this person is. But this no, semi-famous sure uh, TikToker um, who posted a video about her traumatic experience getting her third ear piercing in both of her ears at a Claire's recently. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that this is content that people are making available to everyone. I want to know more. I'm totally captivated. Well, I took some notes because I read a BuzzFeed article about it. (laughs) Okay. So, so please that BuzzFeed is still one of your primary news sources that only uh, for this podcast. (laughs) 
only for this podcast because they have ridiculous shit like this. Um, So this girl, uh, you know, she clearly has had two hole piercings on both ears already. So she was very, very excited about getting a third on each ear. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, she expressed that she was excited and she was nervous, uh, obviously, because we're in a fucking pandemic. So why are you even doing this? Um, what are you doing? How old is this person? 13? Oh, my God. I think God. she was 17. 16, okay. 17. So she She's should know better. Child. She should know better. She, she should. Um, but so I was, you know, like I, I sped through the article. And at one point she was kind of like talking about the moment when it happened. Um, and she was saying that she was really upset when she realized that like the placement of the third hole on her right ear was just like, just didn't feel right. But let them go through with it anyway. Um, and then didn't realize that it, um, in the process, her mask was also pierced to her ear. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, and, Incredible. But like then she, she didn't realize in the moment, so they did the second piercing. So <gasps> I have two reactions to this. One, as someone who has gotten body work done multiple times and understand that it's like a slightly awkward position to be in because like you have very strong opinions about it, but it's it's also like their work. And so you feel a bit totally. awkward, but like how, if you have any inclination <laughs> that the positioning of that, that third piercing is not right, you need to say something because I, my first ear piercing when I was, God only knows, 12 and like wishing that my flame were burning brighter wanted an earring and they put it in and it ended up being at like it was not correctly pierced and it was at a weird angle and ended up getting infected and had to take it out so I never got that piercing that I've always wanted and now I have this weird like miniature keloid in my left ear Um, oh yeah you have to say something so she (laughs) didn't say anything so that was my first thing second Did this employee literally (laughs) pierce a mask to your right ear and say, you know what? I'm just going to keep going and hope that she doesn't realize this until she leaves the Claire's. How how could that possibly have happened? I'm sorry, I have had my ears pierced at Claire's, and I also have had a misplacement. That my was where mine was. On my left, same. I'm not even kidding. PSA: like, Don't I, go to Claire's. Don't go to Claire's to get your ears pierced. Also, because they punch a hole through your ear instead of using a needle, which is very bad and leads to infection on a more regular, uh, with like mm-hmm. more frequency or something. But truly, um, yeah, one of my piercings is like, you know, half an inch below where it's supposed to be. And I totally get you on the like, you're feeling really vulnerable, but you also feel strongly about what you want to have happen. And it's a really difficult position. And as a 17 year old young woman, I could see speaking up being kind of difficult. And yeah. this is, you know, another highlighting of how hard it is to ask for what you want <laughs> as a woman in the world. It's really tough, even when yeah. it's like your own body that something is happening to Ugh. we're getting better but that's just an unfortunate highlight of that um second of all i agree with you completely how did the employee not notice and then proceed to pierce another ear like you look at it in the mirror afterwards you see it happening i don't get it it's crazy oh that's a silly take i love it <laughs> buzzfeed providing the good content for all of us keeping it keeping it real keeping it real you know keeping us humble that's right. Um, um, I thought that the the takes are sliding nicely into the cakes this week, at least mine that I have prepared. Okay. Um, because um, thinking about sort of the, you know, the state of the U.S., um, <laughs> you know, not the nation state, but like, you know, the, the state of being of the, the United States affairs, yeah. and how awful it is um, on a global stage and how embarrassing it has been for both of us to be <laughs> Americans mm-hmm. out traveling in the world, being like, no, I'm Canadian. Oh, no, I'm German. I <laughs> uh, don't speak German, though, for some unknown reason. Um, my hot cakes for this for this week for this for this pod it, um, are all of the Democratic Socialists of America candidates yes. that were backed during the primaries that were all yes. like so successful. I'm so happy and proud of them. Um, in our own backyard, Janice Lewis George for Ward Four for DC Council. That was a hugely oh God, yes. contested race. I don't know if you were following any of that. I was not. Um, so I was, was following this, like, other states back- like North Carolina and Georgia. Oh and yeah. yeah. 
good, good races to follow. Definitely. <laughs> um, but so this woman is a self-described democratic socialist. She is a black woman who, um, was born and raised in ward four, like has, you know, Amazing. is deeply committed to the area and everything. And she went up against this mayor Bowser backed real estate dollar backed, um, centrist Brandon Todd, I think his name was. And she totally crushed him 12 percentage points in the primary. It was so thrilling thrilling and like I don't know it's just been so much fun like all these people in my life that I never expected to care that much about politics or like care about progressive politics are coming at me with these like radicalized positions and you know these detailed sort of like um you know stories about the fight and you know phone banking and doing all this stuff it's been so I don't know it's been really heartwarming and it makes me feel like we might be again like speaking to this movement of people like recognizing that things are fucked up and we need to do something everywhere everywhere and the local races yeah, the local races are what has to be like the starting point for a lot of people because those are the folks you're going to see every day. And those are the people who have real effect on what's happening in your community yeah. um, on a regular basis. So it's just been so, I don't know, I, I, I'm like in, in love with all those folks. I'm so pleased for them. Jabari Brisport and Jamal Bowman and yeah. AOC, obviously winning again. Julia yeah. Salazar up in New York. I don't know. It's just been so great. I was so those sad for Charles Booker. <laughs> I know. So uh, he got close. so close. He got so close. He got so close. And he just Ugh. had such, you know, such a good story, such great points of view, and like. Yep. Yep. You I know, know. I'm you glad know a Democrat next time is like maybe Amy McGrath will like fight right. really hard, but I just right the way everything is going right now, I just felt like this is this is Charles Booker's moment and he's going to have it and he's going to be able to take down that nasty, disgusting turtle oh, of a man. God, Turtle, <laughs> a total turtle. No offense to turtles. <laughs> oh my God, no. I love turtles. I don't like Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah, he's the worst. I know. You're I right. Know. I, shouldn't de- I, know. I shouldn't degrade turtles. I'm sorry. No, they're too good for him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Who are your hotcakes for the well, week? Or what, who's your hotcake singular? My hotcake is <laughs> much more superficial at this point. I love it. Um, Bring it. You know, but it's okay. One week I literally mentioned tiramisu as my hotcake. So this week... Um, Delicious. <laughs> uh, Cold though, but okay. <laughs> well, you know, some things get me going and tiramisu is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Joe and I are on... Again, it's day 102 of this lockdown. So mm-hmm. we're we've signed up for a new six week program of virtual fitness <laughs> on Excellent. this app. This app called uh, Less Mills, which is I think produced by Reebok, uh, non spawn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Really, no one please. believes it's like, a sponsor. What am I at? <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's this one class that comes up that we have to take like uh, once or twice a week. That's kind of like a mix of core. It's very heavily core, and then like some resistance band stuff that's like pretty shoulder oh, heavy yeah. or whatever. Anyway. There's this yeah. one, like, slightly older guy. It's slightly older sounds offensive because he's probably, like, three years older than me. Uh-huh. But he just looks maybe <laughs> six years older, older than me. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, who is, the best way I can describe him, he's, like, a gentle, majestic bear. Um, so, okay. like, very clearly gay. He has, like, yes. some body hair, but, like, muscly. Um and I'm very happy that he's on the training team. Uh, <laughs> and like, so is he like the instructor in the front of the room, or is he like in the backup lineup? He's you know? one of three instructors in this whole app. Okay. Like every class, it's a multiple instructor situation, which is fun. Um, cool. And I started yeah. noticing him because there's obviously lots of like mat work where you're on your back and you're like doing leg things because of the ab stuff. And he's yeah. this like hefty, muscly size queen, but he has the most nice. elegant toe pointing leg positioning that I've ever seen. Like, it's oh my god! He must have been. He must have done some ballet classes at some I'm point. I'm saying, yeah, it's like ballet or gymnastics or something where you know you get points for style as well as for execution. Yeah, sounds and like he is Ooh, like he sounds fun. Very, he is performing. To the gods in this fitness episode <laughs> that Joe and I have done twice now. Um, so yeah, that's my mm-hmm. hotcake. <laughs> that's a, I really like that. Yeah, important to find any kind of motivation when you're trying to work through, Literally you know, anything. workouts online. Good God, <laughs> they're so good. Like I love that people are doing them, and I myself am trying to do them, but it's just so hard to find the motivation. <laughs> it's so, such a slog. I love this guy for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you have a couple more minutes, do you want to do like a lightning round high point, low point of the past week? Sure. Yes. 
Um, okay. High, high points. Um, getting on a bicycle again for the first, like, you know, <laughs> Oh my God, is it Oscar? Over and over. Um, no, it, Oscar is very lovingly at home and okay. I have been writing Oscar. Okay. Um, I get compliments on Oscar all the time. Um, listener fools. I am current care current caretaker for Oscar Joe's beautiful. Um, like, what do you? What color is that? It's like it's like a cool emerald or something. Yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah. Beautiful bicycle. Mm-hmm. Really nice leather seat. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. I love him. Um, and no, so here in Chicago in Oak Park, it's been a real treat to just like bike <laughs> the suburban streets and off to get you know milk from the grocery store or whatever. Yeah. I mean, not milk. Who drinks milk? Gross. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, oat milk is what I'm saying. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yes. Um, cause Sam and I are also doing a lot of vegan stuff actually. Oh, we've, we've like experimented with like months at a time. Yeah. Cause it's, it's so clean. I love it. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah. So being on a bicycle, like with my fam, you know, Aww. this has all been the good little high points of, of the week for sure. Good. Really nice. I, yeah. I loved your sister's needlepoint. So beautiful. I know so she's well definitely seeking the the artists that have like, you know, created these images because a lot of them are tattoos that she's just like looking at and recreating. Yeah. But yeah, she's yeah, needle pointing beautiful tattoos. I think they look a lot like some of the ones that um who's it? Jack's colleague, Girl New York, um, mm-hmm. that she does. So yeah. Oh, that's sweet of you. I'll tell her that you saw it and you yeah, loved it. Yeah, I so loved great. it. Um, Joe yeah, bought needle so pointing materials, but has not yet taken them up. So, oh well, listen. If he needs a buddy, maybe we should get them connected. <laughs> yeah, long distance teacher. Yeah, okay, she loves it. She likes it. She sits and does it for hours. She says, Aww. "Poor girl." Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my high. What's your high? Are we? Do I do a high yeah, low and no, then you do one? No, I'll, oh, I'll okay. do my high quickly. Um, so, okay. once again, we're at 102 days of lockdown. So. As a married couple, it has, you know, been the same thing a lot of days. Um, mm-hmm. So this I past weekend, uh, because it was a long weekend, I decided to kind of force Joe and I to uh, each do these um, date nights where uh, we pick one of our previous vacations and we build the whole <laughs> evening around it. So we create like oh. a cocktail bar in our kitchen. We have a cocktail that is that we may or may not have had during that vacation. Um, that person cooks meals that are reminiscent of meals that we had on that vacation. And then we have a slideshow that we get to watch about that vacation. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So that is so adorable. I, I love I that. was pretty proud of the idea. It was the high of my it's week amazing. for sure. You're so creative, Keith. Oh, Joe took us to New Orleans and then oh. I took us to, um, Japan slash the Philippines because that we had like a joint two week Japan Philippines vacation. And yeah. it was, it was super fun. Like, Oh, Joe and I, I got that. really nervous. Like the first night, we, he was the bartender oh. making us like uh, a really like knockoff version of a vieux carré because we didn't have vermouth, so we just had like a make fantastic. it work with bourbon. <laughs> tough, tough without vermouth. It's tough without vermouth, but you know we made it work. It was delicious. That's fine. Oh, I yeah. love a vieux carré. Oh, such a good drink. So that was definitely my high of the week. Was those like reminiscing of vacations past. Oh, I love that. That's brilliant. I'm going to uh, endeavor to instill something like that in my own life. Do it. It's funny. I Yeah, like, right. Having travel be such a um, big part of all of our lives. It's really, it's so nice to remember them. And it's like, you've got pictures, but that's not quite the same. I love mm-hmm. the sort of immersive experience. Yeah. Ugh. You guys. God. Goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, so keeping it going, what's what's your low? Let's just, let's just bring oh, it all boy. down. My, I mean, you know, it, you've spent time with your parents where it's been like an extended sort of set yeah. of days. And um, it's just, I like, I don't even know if it qualifies as a low, but I just really am sitting here thinking a lot about like the characteristics that my parents bring out in me <laughs> and how I just, I oh regress in this like silly way i don't even understand how it happens i'm like well you're a fully formed adult with like valid opinions (laughs) and like you've worked a lot on yourself why are you still acting like you're a 14 year old child because you're in that house that's been a little yeah i think it's something about it i don't know so that's been a little sad a little low for for my week but that's okay i'll get over it you gotta you have to kind of like have that happen and know that it's going to happen but the the pros definitely outweigh the cons when spending time with our with our families so yeah definitely just a little yeah, bit, yeah. little bit of a thing that you kind of have to deal with and 
I know. My therapist and I will discuss it next week. It's going to be fine. Great. It's great content for your next therapy session. That's right. Um, She's like, oh, you're going home for two weeks, eh? Great. Uh, when should we book the next session? Yeah. Exactly. Um, for me, my low is food related. Um, oh. And it happened literally today. We, uh, oh. Joe was working today. I was off. I took the I took the day off. I wanted a four day weekend, so I took the day Hell off. Hell yeah! And I was making us this delicious like seared tofu salad <gasps> rice bowl thing from this wonderful Beautiful. vegan cookbook called Power Plates. I will plug you, author, if anyone's listening, pick it up. I just <laughs> Amazon shipped it to my friend Darlene because. I think she should have it. Um, it's really good. Oh, Literally nice. every recipe I've made has been delicious. Um, I'm so writing it down. I was pressing some tofu, which is a process mm-hmm. where you place like heavy plates on top of tofu to re- extract a lot of the water. Um, and <laughs> I, you know, didn't think this through. Use some small <laughs> plates, put um, like a damp dish towel on top of it, and then placed, uh, what are the jars called that have like that locking mechanism where you like, Put the metal and oh. then you push the metal down. Mm-hmm. Yep, those. Like who knows those, what they're like called? They're, you know, some beer yeah. cans have that same like locking mechanism. Swing top. Yeah, swing top. Sure. Sure. Mine were who IKEA. Um, okay. So, so I had that sitting what seemed like very sturdily on top of these two plates. Um, oh, but no. then I was like prepping some other some other of the ingredients, and then I look over and it's like that looks precarious. But you know what? I'm gonna trust my gut. It's fine. <laughs> Not. Three minutes later, that shit careened towards the floor. And when I tell you that this glass container shattered into smithereens, that is an (laughs) understatement. Like, this, it was, like, ten feet away I was finding glass shards. And I was just like, you know. like, how did it get over here? How did it get into my garage? I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Right, right. You'll be finding shards like in shoes that weren't even in the house. Exactly. You <laughs> like know, a week I was, from now. I was just like oh, feeling Keith, so excited about this meal, and like oh. I'm making Joe a delicious lunch while he's yeah. slaving away on the COVID oh. and HIV response to South Africa. And then being such it, a good spouse, the oh. whole bubble was burst. Um, oh. But it's okay, you know. I so, swept it up, vacuumed it up, and we had a great lunch. And now we have one less glass jar. <laughs> Oh, well, that's a good, that's, you know, if that's the, if those are our lows for the week, I think we're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. All right. Um, um, well, I will be posting this soon. Thank you so much. And I cannot wait to have more chats with you in the future. <laughs> in the near term. Can't wait to see your smiling face again. And also Joe, another shout out to Joe. Love you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my love. I will um, right. let you know when I post this and talk to you soon. Get safely home to okay. D.C. Thank you. Will do. Love you, Keith. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.